Hello, everybody. How you doing? Hope all is well. Welcome back to another episode of Shot of Philosophy. And today's quote is about the future. I think it addresses anxiety by introducing what I would sort of characterize as a positive type of uncertainty. So for me, I think one of the things that anxiety does is it makes a negative possibility of the future. So you're creating this vision in your mind that's negative of what could be. And also, I think it creates an image of ourselves as being unable to deal with those things or as not wanting to deal with that potential future negative thing. And it makes it feel certain, right? So you kind of ramp up, in my opinion, a lot of times when anxiety is bad. Uh, it goes from what is possible to what is probable. And then you could literally start to feel like the thing has already happened, right? You could, if you listen to your thoughts, right, you could hear yourself talking to you as if the things already happened. You might even be in your mind preparing for the thing. Like, okay, if this happens, then I'm going to do this. And the feeling of certainty, I think, grants us an even greater sense of dread, right? So there's a great quote from Seneca that I think addresses this. And my reason for thinking of this quote is because I'm looking at my future recently and I realize there's sort of two paths, right, that I would like to take. So one is I have a vision for the future of what I would like to have happen and I do the work towards that and I ask my que myself questions like, you know, how do I do this? What should my day look like? Um, how should I direct my time and energy and attention every day to move towards these goals? And so that's part one is the work, right? Let's say in quotes, the thoughtful work. And then I could either choose to be optimistic about this or I could choose to be pessimistic about it. And I think ultimately a little bit of pessimism might be helpful, but I think where that little bit of pessimism turns into anxiety is one, if we're excessively pessimistic, right? If we're telling the story of I will fail too often, it's hard to not then be anxious about that failure. Um, I think, again, we can meet the idea that, okay, if this plan doesn't work out, we can meet that with, I'll be fine, I'll make a new plan. And that's effective, I think, to a degree. But I think the best thing to do would be to have a little bit of pessimism, right? That kind of drives action, but really focus on being more optimistic, right? Seeing this vision, being called forward by it. Uh, because I think, you know, especially for those of us who might deal with anxiety, our habit will be to see things going poorly and then to see ourselves as not being able to deal with it, right? As I said earlier. So what Seneca introduces here, I think, again, is sort of like a benevolent or good or healthy kind of um, unknown, right? Or a healthy kind of lack of knowing about, same, same idea, right? Um, about the future. And what it does is it kind of loosens up our sense of certainty that can often come with anxiety, right? I know I'm going to fail. No, you don't. So what Seneca shared was, quote, how often has the unexpected happened? How often has the expected never come to pass or never happened, right? So again, expectations of the future and anxiety, I think, really connect. And what he's saying here is we really don't know, right? Because the unexpected happens and the expected does not happen. So the idea behind this, I think, is very powerful because, again, if we remind ourselves, look, we are not good predictors of the future. Or let's say we might be good predictors of the future, but we cannot predict the future exactly. And we can reflect and we can realize that this is true. We can think of all the unexpected things that have happened to us in our past. And we can think about how many times our expectations have been not met. 
And that could be both positive or negative, right? We want to think of both. How many times were you pleasantly surprised? How many times did things go well when you thought they wouldn't? And this has been a really interesting part of my work with my clients recently. And I've also in the past really confronted this with students in a positive way. We have a tendency to highlight when things go wrong, right? Which might be simply to say we might have a tendency to highlight when our expectations are not met. And of course, we can think of times when we knew something was going to go wrong in quotes. We knew, right? Again, we're challenging that knowing. We don't know. So let's, let me even rephrase that, right? We can, I'm sure, think of times when we expected things to go poorly and they did. Of course, right? And we'll highlight that pretty quickly. What we don't highlight, though, is how we, when we thought things were going to go poorly and they went pretty well or they went really well. So my recent work with my clients, I've been having these conversations because it's such a common part of I think our human nature, right? Because anxiety is kind of woven into us, right? The school of life has great information on this. Our ancestors were anxious. That's one of the ways they were able to survive, right? So we've inherited this. It's natural to be anxious as a person, right? It's natural to worry, even worry on a daily basis for a little bit of time. But if we're worrying or we're anxious for hours a day, then we're going to, you know, we're going to, I would say, obviously, right, damage our happiness more significantly, more significantly than if we learn how to respond to this natural part of being a person, right? So even this short quote for me, again, I was kind of with myself yesterday. I wrote in a post-it note because I'm getting back on my post-it notes game and I love it. Um, you're going to do the work, right? I'm, I know I'm going to sit down and I know I'm going to be disciplined and do the things I have to do. So the question is, how do I want to feel, right? So the anxious mind says, feel bad. It's not going to work. You're going to suffer. And then the less anxious mind says, you don't know that. And that's the step, right? So maybe even before we can start imagining positive futures, we could start having more courage about the future, right? And be more creative and imaginative in a positive sense about who we will become and what will happen as a result of things out of our control. We need to take that second step, right? So if step one is, I'm anxious, it's negative, I will not deal with it well. Step two might not be or let's say step two might not easily enough become, I'm going to crush it. I'm going to be fine no matter what. I'm going to do a great job and things will go well for me. Step two might be this idea. Well, wait a minute. I don't know that. Right? My anxious thoughts, I treat them like they're certain. I treat them like they're my expectations and they're going to happen. Seneca's quote right, is reminding us to do maybe a step between that can get us to that courage which is introducing to ourselves that we really don't know. Introducing to ourselves that the future is not in our control. Introducing the idea that our expectations are not reality. And I really, again, with my clients highlight this. Whenever I hear, as we work together over, over the weeks, I hear that their expectations are not being met which is to say they're anxious expectations. They thought this was going to go poorly and it went, okay, we need to highlight that. We need to understand that we are not great. We might be good, let's say, for argument's sake, but we are not great predictors of the future, especially if we deal with anxiety. Because the, again, the anxious mind will have us leaning more on that negative side, more in that, uh, in that, uh, in that habit right, of seeing things as going negatively. And if we don't challenge that with something like Seneca's quote, uh, that reminder that, look, my expectations might not be met. And if we don't challenge that with evidence that, oh, here are times when my expectations were in fact not met and things went well. My anxiety was 
for no reason, right? Another great quote from Seneca, this is not verbatim, but it's a great one, is, you know, basically when you're anxious, you suffer twice. You rob yourself in the moment of happiness and joy. And then in the future, if the thing doesn't happen, you suffer for no reason. And then if it does happen, you suffer twice. So in those moments of, of, let's say, anxiety that are pessimistic, we can use some of that, right? Sometimes it's useful. Oh, I have a big meeting coming up at work. I'm worried that it's not going to go well. You start imagining it going poorly. Okay, do that for a, you know, a few minutes, but then stop and take action. Instead of predicting, start preparing, right? Because the predictive mind is that anxious mind. The preparing mind is living in the moment. It's doing something important. Start doing the research you need to do. Start thinking about the aesthetic of the presentation. Start thinking even something about what you want to wear, how you want to carry yourself, how you want to plan your morning to be awake and get there early. Then you're preparing. You're action-oriented. You're either taking action in the moment, get your computer out, start looking at the aesthetic, start doing the research, or you're at least thinking about taking action instead of having things just go Poorly, again, that are largely out of your control. People at the meeting will judge you, right? Or they're not going to understand what you're saying because you're not saying it correctly. A lot of that thinking that anxiety encourages is, again, future-driven, of course. So it's imaginative and creative, and it's about externals. Whereas that preparation mind, to use Marcus Relais' idea, right? That's you sharpening your sword. He said, don't worry about the future. You will, great, you will greet it with the same sort of reason that you have today. You preparing, you reading something in the moment, you writing something, that's sharpening your sword, right? So we introduce this idea from Seneca that the expected is not reliable. Or let's say our ability to create expectations is not our best ability. We need to introduce a little bit of positive uncertainty because when negative potential images of the future feel certain, that's when they're at their worst. That's when we're ruining our moment, our day, and again, maybe suffering twice for no reason. Or suffering in this moment for no reason because the expectation will not be met. Hope this is helpful. Try to work on that preparation mind and not that predicting mind. Thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you soon.